Welcome to another wonderful edition of Backtrack on the Mad Bros Media Zoom podcast, the latest medium in the Mad Bros Media saga. Today's episode, we bring to you a very special guest. He started out as a webmaster for Kevin Smith, then an employee at Jane Solomon's Secret Stash, which led to him becoming a reality TV star, a multi-podcaster, and a Comic-Con favorite, the one and only Ming Chen. Recorded at Rose City Comic Con in Portland, Oregon in 2017, David chats with Ming on being in Portland, working on comic book men, and enjoying life. Let's have a listen. Hi, what's up? This is David with Mad Bros Media, and I'm here at Portland, Oregon Comic Con with the one and only Ming Chin. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. How do you like being here at the con? I, I love it. I've always wanted to go to Portland. I've never been here before. This is my first time. And I, I love traveling. I love seeing new cities. Portland's probably at the top of my list. And when Rose City graciously invited me here uh, a while ago, like I've been waiting. We were like eight months to get here. They invited me about eight months ago. Like, hey, will you come on out? And I'm like, Rose City? Oh, holy crap. That's in Portland. That's like craft beer, food trucks, like Telebook cheddar cheese, voodoo donuts. Yeah. And just like fun have you heard of the are the mascot in oregon here we're from washington but the oregon the oregon mascot unipiper have you seen him yet the unipiper you haven't heard of him no i thought it was just ducks out here no uh, no it? unipiper is this uh, guy that he rides a unicycle and he he has a uh, Darth Vader mask and he plays the bagpipes so they call him the unipiper i love it i'll be on the lookout then yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised he's not here today I'm glad. I just thought I'd be like, wow, I was really drunk last night. Like, holy crap. I, did I dream that? Or did that really happen? And now it really happened. So thank you. So why don't you tell us the Ming Chen origin story? How did you get involved with the View Ask You universe? Uh, I love you that you go to the origin stories. We're all comic book fans here. Yeah. So you need the origin story. In honor story. of the con. The con. <laughs> yeah, uh, real quick. Uh, 1994, Kevin Smith's first movie, Clerks, came out. I became a really big fan. I created a fan website just because I was a fan. I needed... I had nothing better to do that day. A couple months later, Kevin saw it, gave me a call, asked me if I wanted to work with him. Uh, I said yes. Uh, I started building websites and doing graphics for him. That led to podcasting, which oddly enough led to uh, a TV show, Comic Book Men. Very weird path, but it all started because I was a fan of something. I acted on that fandom, and something good happened. So that if there's any children watching right now, or any adults really want something to do, follow, follow on your fandom because sometimes it works out. Yeah, that's what we're trying to. That's what we're we're, we're working for too. <laughs> um, so, are, are things the way they seem on Comic Book Man? I mean, and if they are, why why is so mean? Why is so mean? Why is everyone so mean to Ming? So, why? Comic Man's pretty accurate. Um, people do really try to uh, come in and sell and buy stuff. Yeah. Um, usually, the, if if there's any inaccuracy, it'd be maybe ninety percent of the stuff people bring in in real life is yeah. absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, damaged comic books that aren't worth anything, stuff from like the early, like the 2000s, like recent stuff that they printed a million copies of, yeah. like you know, Death of Superman, still polybag books, mm. not really worth anything. So you know, we yeah. will it down to the good stuff. So that you know, it's not like nonstop gems like coming in. Yeah. So that that part is that part is you know, maybe not as accurate as say real life. The make me getting made fun of, the picking on me. Yes. A lot of people ask me, uh, it's like, man, is it like that in real life? I'm like, no. It's worse because uh, Brian Johnson gets edited on TV. Although, like yeah. the stuff that might be too hot for AMC, yeah. they cut it out. But in real life, he, there's no editing, so he's pretty he's pretty brutal in real life and on the show, but even more brutal in real life. I'm sorry for that because you seem like such a nice guy, though. So I'm, I'm sorry for that because I, I, I can relate a little bit with my my group of friends too. 
I think he just can't stand it. He can't stand me like loving life, <laughs> doing things. It's all like the complete opposite of him. He stays home. He watches Netflix at home. He he doesn't like people. We're complete opposites, and yet we're really good friends. So yeah. the only the way he deals with it is he makes fun of me. I mean, to be fair to Brian, he makes fun of everybody. Yeah. I just bear most of the brunt of it. So, yeah. but yeah, you know, but in, you know, my le- again, if there are kids out there, the lesson learned. No matter how brutal people are, you don't stop. If you like something, like it. You know, even if someone else dumps on it, yeah. who cares? Keep liking it. That's what that's what yeah. I do. So Just have fun, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So you were recently at the the grand opening for the Funko headquarters. I myself actually camped out eleven hours, but I didn't get to see you. But I see you now. Yeah. So, what does it feel like to be immortalized as a Funko Pop? <laughs> Dude, you have you have no idea. So we've had pops in the store for years. We sold pops, and you know the thing you learn is they only make pops of people who who mean something. You know, they make pops of something that you know, so people will buy them to express their fandom. That's why I bought pops. That you know, the ones I bought, you know, express a fandom that I had for a property or like Star Wars or Walking Dead or whatever. So you kind of have to be cool to be a pop, and the, the dream is. I've collected toys for years. I think the dream for any toy collector is to have your own toy with, like, the packaging and the official printing and the logos and, you know, like, maybe the plastic bubble or, you know, some kind of, like, plexiglass or whatever so they can see you in there. So to be made into, like, an actual legit toy is mind-blowing to me. I'm And I'm like, what did, what did I do? Yeah. You know, did I do something so cool that it, was, yeah. it warranted a toy? Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess I did. I feel very lucky. Uh, and the other thing was, uh, Pop, they make... Everything they pop is yeah. super cool. Yeah. The fact that some kid could walk into a store someday and see me next to, like, Darth Vader and Deadpool and Wolverine and, like, David Bowie and, you know, and Glenn from The Walking Dead, that's awesome, man. That's pretty cool. And it's limited one, too. It's a limited one, so it's even more, like, you know, even more of value. Like, they put a value on a, a main pop. So that's, like, probably feels good, right? Yeah, the limited thing is pretty cool, but I think in the end, like, your goal, you know, if they're going to make a toy to you, you want anybody who wants your toy to have one. And, that, and yeah. right now it's kind of tough right now. Yeah. Like, even I, like, I, I got two. Yeah. That's all. Anyway, I was allotted two. Yeah. So, and I would love to have a room full of them, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to have a box full of them now, now and, you know, pass yeah. them out to people. Yeah. But, you know, I totally wish I had one, too. Yeah, so I think what they're going to do is they're going to make more. We're going to have a whole bunch. They're going to be a stash exclusive. Okay. So there'll be more out there in the world. Okay, I hope so. I hope, I'll look forward to it. Um, so, f- uh, final question. Uh, are you going to be included in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot? I don't know yet. I I know Kevin's writing uh, writing it. It's being written. Um, I think I heard like Clerks three. Like he did maybe write parts for the the comic book men. I'm yeah. I'm hoping we can wind up in there. I just like hanging on Kevin's sets. Uh, they have really good food uh, food there, and uh, hang out. They have like really good snacks and like M and M's. And I love Skittles. So, um, but it would be it would be cool. Uh, I've I was in uh, Dogma. I was in Dogma. I'm sitting next to Jane Sound Bob, and I'm watching Salma Hayek take her clothes off. That was a pretty good day. Not only was it just a good day in movie in the annals of movie history, it's a great day in my own history. Yeah. So I mean, one of the best. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, dude. I, I mean, he doesn't need to do me any more favors after yeah. that. Nothing's gonna top that. Like maybe yeah. being on Comic Man tops it yeah. a little bit, but dude, come on, that's pretty tough to top. Yeah. Well, one of our highlights of uh, our our show is be- you being on. So. That's gonna. That's that's amazing too for us. So I want to thank you, Ming. Thank you so much for being on the show. And this has been David with Mad Bros Media. And there you have it. I want to thank 
Rose City Comic Con, and the one and only Ming Chen, who we hope to have on our other podcast, Kevin's Kids, sometime in the future. Till then, we thank you, the listeners, who check out our podcast. We hope to bring more to you soon. This has been Patrick for Backtrack on the Mad Bros Media Zoom podcast. <laughs>